BW. The 77%. The tough must get going, especially when leaders become misleaders and mentors become tormentors. When freedom of expression becomes a target of suppression, opposition becomes our position. It's that time again we meet to debate some of the hot topics on the continent. Hello and welcome to the 77% where you, the African youth, get a chance to speak out on anything touching on you. To take you through the show, today it's me, Jen Nyinge, here in Bonn, Germany. In this week's debate, what does democracy mean to young people on the continent? Those are some of the questions DW's Alex Gita in Uganda will be seeking answers from his panel as that country prepares for the general election early next year. First thing to restore any levels of democracy in our country is to first of all to restore presidential term limits. Because we can't have a president that just rules and rules and rules endlessly. And in neighboring Tanzania, October 28th, voters will decide if President Magufuli should go or remain in office. But young people are missing out in top positions. People under the age of 35, most of them, they are not well politically connected. So that's why most of them, they have decided to, to vie for local seats where they have uh, a big visibility. Stay tuned for that and don't forget to join the debate on our Facebook page, DW Africa. And the topic is how would you rate your country's record on democracy? While you're making your way to our Facebook page, let me head straight to Uganda. The current president, Yuri Museveni, has been in office since 1986 and a new generation of Ugandans has been calling for political change. Museveni, who is 75 years, will be seeking to secure another term early next year, extending his rule to four decades. His main challenger is singer and lawmaker Bobby Wine, who is 38. But how would you rate democracy in that country? DW's Alex Gita is on standby with his panel. And without wasting much time, let me hand over the platform to him. This is the 77%. My name is Alex Jita, coming to you from uh, my beautiful city of Kampala here in Uganda, East Africa. And we're talking about democracy in Africa, on our continent. Specifically, Uganda, how are we doing and uh, what can we do to fix the holes in democracy that need to be fixed? I'm privileged to have uh, a panel of very young people. I have uh, Michael Aboneka from Action Aid, the Uganda chapter. He's the head of the Africa Desk. And uh, also, I have uh, Marion Kirabo, a student leader at Makere University. She's a fourth-year student of law at Makere University, mm-hmm. minister, and, and also a minister of gender in the University Guild of Makere University. I have uh, Flavia Kaole Nabagabe. She's the chairperson of the Women League of the National Unity Platform, led by Robert Chagulan Sentam. We all know him as Bobby Wine. So let me start with you, Madam Flavia Karule. Democracy-wise, how are we doing in Uganda? First of all, uh, we appreciate that in Uganda we have a very gender-sensitive constitution, 
which um, gives liberty and freedoms to women and men and boys and girls to participate in the democratic governance processes of our country, which is great and I think which is very commendable. However, what we see, the gap is in the implementation. When you come to the reality on ground, that's where we get the deficits. So you keep wondering, right now we have been in COVID. Uh, Uganda underwent a lockdown in April 2024, about three months. But in here, I think we have seen so many gaps in the democracy of our country. Because in this particular time, a lot of focus was, was put on emphasizing the outbreak of the pandemic, but also how to avoid getting the coronavirus, forgetting about the other pandemics that we are happening around us. For example, gender-based violence. And you cannot talk about democracy when you have GBV that affects the participation of so many women, especially and uh, younger women as well, in democratic processes. Marion Chirabo, you are a, a law student and you're about to graduate. You're about to become a lawyer. You're a fourth-year student. I mean... Is there democracy in Uganda, in your own opinion, after listening to Flavia? I would say that what we have in Uganda is a sort of a pseudo-democracy. Why I would call it pseudo is that it also has its shortcomings. For example, like the evenness, the platform of which the party in power and the opposition are not on a leveled platform. Like the previous speaker has said, we find ourselves, especially in COVID-19, in a situation whereby all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others, whereby you have when the opposition wants to do something, suddenly it becomes an issue of public health. When they want to speak up against certain issues, then you see that UCC wants to come in with its own regulation and try to con curtail the freedom of speech. You find that when it comes to the independence of the electoral commission, when it comes to some candidates and some political parties, there is no way for the electoral commission to have that semblance of independence. So in that respect, you can say that the democracy, I wouldn't say that it is not there. However, it is slow and it's not functioning. It's like having an old car that constantly breaks down. We are discussing democracy in African countries with young people. Is democracy in our countries working or is it failing? Let me bring in a young person here in Kampala who is contesting for a councillorship position in his division to represent that division at the district level. That will be the Kampala City Council uh, Authority to be a councillor. So what's your name? Richard Mutumba. Tell us which division do you want to represent and why? Kampala Central, of course, I want to represent that division because if you look at uh, our population now in this country, we are mainly young people and there are so many people in Kampala Central who are young. They have so many problems, unemployment and uh, all challenges that come with urbanization. So these youth are the ones who are being affected the most. And unfortunately, their voice is not being heard at the district level where some of the decisions that would help them to get better are being made. So I want to get in there and provide them a platform. Marion Chirabo, uh, talking about young people taking over positions, our friend here, Richard Mutumba, is contesting for Kampala Lord Councillorship for Central Division. Considering the picture that Flavia has just painted for us, would you ever consider running for political office? Yes, I think it is necessary. Most of the things that Flavia has pointed out have come because of poor leadership. If we get leaders who do not care enough about those issues, these things will keep on happening. We cannot just say, oh, the system is broken, so let us just take a back seat. You know, you know, politics is for 
mindless people, people who do not think. But I mean, at the end of the day, these people who do not think will make decisions for you as a whole. They make decisions on the taxes that you pay. They make decisions on the health care that you get. They make decisions on the roads that you're going to travel in. They are embezzling the money that was supposed to be for the hospitals. You know, they are controlling in a way every aspect of your life, whether you're rich, whether you're middle class, whether you're poor. The member of parliament that you sent, the president that you vote into power, at the end of the day is going to affect your life one way or the other. Thank you so much, Marion. Before I bring in Michael Aboneka, uh, let me ask you, Flavia. So the system is broken, like you said, but we have an election in 2021. You yourself, you're standing for woman MP for a district to represent them in parliament and coming on a ticket of a national unity platform. So what do we do to fix it? so that we have the democracy we want with the people. What we need to do is, first of all, to change leadership, and leadership right from the word, right from the head. It is so unfortunate that the presidential term limits were removed, and so did the presidential age limit also get removed from the constitution. It's unfortunate that you have a situation like that, but I think the first thing to restore any levels of democracy within the, in our system and in our country is to, first of all, to restore presidential term limits because we can't have a president that just rules and rules and rules endlessly yes there's an election every after five years but can we first have presidential term limits so that we know if this president who has been around for these five years has destroyed our country to the bone to the core then at least we have a chance of saying okay after these two terms if he has survived the second term, at least we'll be able to restore our country when we get new leadership. Because currently now that hope is even gone. So that means that if a president is elected or rigs his way into a presidency, they will be on and on until. And so our country will just be going down the drainage all the time without any hope for restoring it immediately. The other thing that can help us get quality leaders that we need that can make the decisions and laws and policies that we, this country really needs and are going to take this country forward is by having qualifications on certain leadership positions. For example, currently, a member of parliament, in order for you to become a member of parliament, you only need your advanced level certificate, which is senior six. Now, for a person who is going to be making such key decisions for this country, you need some minimum at least of a degree so that I know we don't judge people by the academic qualifications they have but we also know that education can't be counted out because it contributes greatly to a person to the person's character and ability to realize and analyze certain things so we need that to change okay thank you so much Michael Aboneka the presence of Robert Chagulanyi Sentam also known as Bobby Wine in this presidential race for next year's general elections for Uganda, what does it mean for democracy but also for young people? That means that actually it's a mirror that young people can also contest because there has been this culture which has been, I think, deliberate that you can't just come from wherever you are and go into elective politics, especially for the presidential candidate. But that's not always the case. We've seen countries where comedians have been voted as president. We've seen countries where African countries where a footballer has been elected as president. So I think that it's time for a young person to also contest because as long as they lifted the age 18 years and above, you can also go and contest as a president of this country. And I think I've seen about nine presidential candidates, women, 
who are taking over this candidature for the president. And I think it's good for democracy because democracy is about fair competition. So it is an opportunity for young people. And Bobby Wine is coming into elections is just to show to show you that actually young people can also take it on. And when you see his following and when you see what people are saying about him is actually a self-reflection to say, oh, I can also make it. We shouldn't be at a battle between us, the young people, and our fathers. It shouldn't be even a contest. Because one, they have failed to mentor people. So if you fail to mentor people and you make the space very saturated, people will eventually emerge as individuals. So the rising of baby wine is hope that actually young people can also rise from nowhere or from somewhere and take on leadership. Yes, and I think that um, that is also good for democracy. Now let everyone contest as long as you are able to and let the people decide. That's the, the beauty about politics and democracy. Michael, with your experience managing democratic issues and all these projects, you gave us, you gave Uganda a three yes. out of five yes. uh, for democracy. Uh, how do we get it? Uganda to a five. Okay, this is how we get Uganda to five. One, respect institutions. Let them be independent. There is no way we're going to have an independent judiciary when all the judges are appointed by the president. I think the president appoints all commissioners. Come on, if you are appointing the electoral commission, even if they did everything possible, there is already a bias from the beginning. So the electoral commission may be independent, but the fact that it is appointed by a standing candidate that alone meddles into the elections. Number three, the institutions have to be working. The ministries have to be supported to do their work. But if everything goes back to one individual, which is patronage, that kills democracy. So we need to improve on that. Thank you so much, Flavia Karule, the chairperson of the Women League and the National Unity Platform, and also Marion Chirabo, a law student at Makere University, you also gender minister at the University Guild. Uh, also Richard uh, Mutumba and uh, Michael Aboneka are from Action Aid. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a message to the government, expressing what's exactly on the people's mind. Thanks, Alex Gita, for that. Remember, a similar debate is also taking place on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Hadiba says democracy and Africa are incompatible because of so-called elected leaders being allergic to freedom of speech, of assembly, and any criticism. Plus, African presidents like to remain in power until death. Mawe Son Bakle says here in Liberia, it's the opposite. The opposition is the one creating problems for the government. Thanks so much for that comment, Mawe. Another comment is from Abduli Gibril Ba in the Gambia, and he says democracy is just a name in Africa. Here, journalists are even denied entry in parliament. Thanks for all your comments. You are listening to 77%. When we return, we head to Tanzania, where the voters are preparing for an election. I say I say what is so massacre when the
Tanzania's general elections is set for October 28th. President John Magufuli is facing 14 challenges, and none of them is below 35 years, despite young people being the majority in that country. I have been speaking to Alpha Kimweri, Program and Networking Officer at Youth Partnership Countrywide, a non-governmental organization, and he starts by explaining why. People under the age of 35, most of them, they are not well politically connected to the political parts and also to the community. So that's why most of them, they have decided to vie for local seats where they have a big visibility. Talking of visibility, Alpha, what needs to be done so that young people don't shy away from contesting top seats, including the presidency? What I think is the government and the civil society organizations, they should make sure that young people are being educated about these different political processes because what I believe is some young people are not winning in those processes because most of them they have no good techniques of approaching politics. And also the government should make sure that they are preparing good tactics of combating corruption during the elections. So this also will help young people who do not have money also to participate and vying for different positions. President Magufuli is seeking another term in office. Going by his track record, do you think he has the interest of young people at heart? I believe Dr. Magufuli is going to carry the hopes of young people who are the majority voters. This is because uh, in past five years, Magufuli have tried to boost the informal sector and created a good environment for this informal sector to work without any disturbance. And most of the workers in the informal sector are youth. So this predicted that if he will get the opportunity again, I believe that he will continue maybe of what have been started. And also I believe there are some new strategies that he is going to impose so as to make sure that they uplift the living standard of especially young people in Tanzania. Lastly, there have been reports of human rights violations, especially targeting the opposition ahead of the elections. As a young person, how do you rate democracy in your country? Democracy in my country is stunted due to the fact that in past five years, we have seen that there was amendment and the making of new laws, which imposed some restriction to some democratic activities. Among of those acts was like uh, Electronic and Postal Communication Act, there was Statistical Act, NGO Act. All of these legal frameworks have imposed some restriction to some political activities which lead to this stagnation which I'm talking about. That was uh, Alpha Kimweri, Program and Networking Officer at Youth Partnership Countrywide, a non-governmental organization operating in Tanzania. This is the 77% and we wish that country all the best as it prepares for elections on the 28th of this month.
And uh, that's how we end this week's 77% show. You can listen to this show and previous editions by visiting dw.com forward slash Africa. In the meantime, keep the debate going. My name is Jen Nyinge. Bye for now.